Hello everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your boy Dave Neal. How's everyone doing today? Motivational Monday. Happy Monday everybody. I am recording this on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm at like a resort of places. I'm not on vacation, but I am definitely not doing much work. So I guess this counts as a vacation. I've scoped the campus trying to find a quiet place to record this episode, but the whole entire resort has those stupid, like, rock speakers everywhere. So, by the way, I'm going to try to do this episode and stop saying like. Sometimes I listen back to the episodes and it's nothing but me saying like. I'm totally having a tough time with, like, my relationship. So, anyway, if you catch me, i got to take a shot. So, anyhow, here I am. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Which, by the way, is a very lovely town in the middle of nowhere, about a seven-hour drive from Los Angeles, uh, on a guy's trip. This is a man trip that I'm on. I'm out here with 30 or so fine gentlemen. I knew about half of them coming in. I probably got to know three people's names, uh, as you do, because we just call each other bro, so we don't have to remember each other's names. That's what it's all about. Calling each other bro and farting a lot. That's the extent of my weekend in Scottsdale. Um, anyway, this is going to be a quick episode. Um, I'm doubling up on October. We're doing doubles in October, so you're going to get a Monday episode and a Thursday episode. Thursday episodes will be more of an interview style, conversation with a comedian friends of mine. And these Mondays, just going to be a, just, just me setting the uh, plate, setting the dinner table for an amazing week for all of us. Because that's what it's all about, is uh, reminding each other why we're here on this spinning rock. And uh, don't take the bait on the dumb shit in life. There just isn't enough time anymore to worry about the things that don't need worrying. You know what I mean? We're just flying through life. The longer, the, uh, the older you get, the faster the years go by. It's uh, quantum physics, I believe. I could be completely wrong. But, um, yeah, time moves faster. So... Here we are, I'm recording, okay, so I got a buddy, Andrew, come here, I'm recording an episode. How's it going? How's it going? It's going well. Come, uh, you got to come uh, kiss the mic with me. Are what, you going to you, gonna go check out or what? Oh, yeah. You smell yeah. high. You been smoking? Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Ready for an eight-hour ride home? Uh, now I am, yeah. Um, I'm just out here because I feel like everyone's going to be an hour late checking out, so I just decided to uh, actually do something productive. Yeah, that sounds like on par with the gays uh, and gays baseball. Well, go check out and then come join me. I will. All right. Thank you. Have fun. I'm like the, uh, I'm like the concierge now. <laughs> I try to find a quiet place around here, but there's literally nothing. Like, I tried to go to the front, but then there's the highway. We're split-splashing over here. There's that shit music playing in every corner. It's awesome. And then I found a conference room that they were setting up for a meeting, but there's no one there yet, so I stole two uh, breakfast bars. Nice. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they saw me walk away with them, like, stuffed in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'll be right. Good chat. All right. This is going to be distracting because I can't find a quiet spot here. And this, the bro takeover. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, yeah, we just got to, like, uh, you know, we got to remind each other that, you know, what's important, what's not. And um, I actually had a Lyft driver last night who was really interesting. I love these Lyft drivers because, first of all, you know, we... Um, it's always just people like living their dreams or starting their own business. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know you're listening going, uh, not my Lyft driver. In some cases, you just get some weirdos. But a lot of times, it's like people that need extra cash because they're footing their, you know, whatever. 
So I met this Asian chick. I guess she doesn't have to be Asian, but she was very smart. And she was Asian, so there you go. Um, that's a positive stereotype. You're welcome. And uh, she was starting this, like, neurofeedback company where they basically, like, reprogram the way you think. And basically she was telling me that, um, you know, you, your brain, it, it's just not efficient the way it processes worry. And it spends, like, you could take two people and put them in the same room and, and give them the same exact experience and they're both going to process it in completely different ways. And, uh, you know, we're living, obviously, in our brain. We're living in there. This, we're, you know, we're in this movie that we've created, and we are the star player. And it's important and humbling to remind ourselves that, you know what, we're not the star player. None of it matters. But that freedom that you get from knowing that none of it matters helps detach from the outcome. Live the life. Be good and genuine. Are you back already? Yeah. Okay, let's talk. I'm going to, um, so I was just uh, telling the people to live the life and be genuine. I'm only five minutes in. It's going to be a shit episode because it's just, uh, I, was, uh, I, was, I was screen grabbing some sex questions, so maybe you can help me answer these. Uh, let, me see, let me see where they are right now. Uh, this, is the, um, this is supposed to be my solo episode, but um, obviously we have a uh, special guest, Andrew Plotkin, here with us. Happy end. Have you ever had a happy ending massage? I have not. Would you do it? Uh, I'd, I'm so picky, probably not. Because you're picky on which hand jacks you off? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, so you don't want it to be like some old, some old lady? Just Nothing wrong with being an old lady, but maybe, maybe they, they know what they're doing. It's true, but I think I can jerk me off best. So you're just a self-starter. You're a motivated man. Okay, here's a question. Um, so I live in the Netherlands, and I have found a happy end massage parlor. Anyway, what, uh, what I want to ask is, are there any people with experiences in the, with these massages? I'm sort of tempted to just try it out for the what-the-hell-why-not idea of it, uh, but it's not cheap, so that's what's holding me back. And then some chick wrote, as a female, I would love to find a place like this that does happy endings for women. They're pretty much only geared towards men, and it bums me out because I love massages and orgasms. There are plenty of ads for massages with happy endings on Craigslist, but if but I think those are probably better left untouched. Uh, pun intended, untouched. Um, I, I've always said this. Uh, I, I think it would be cool for, like, a guy and a girl to go get massages and get happy endings. Is that together. weird, though? Yeah, like, together. Do they, like, hold hands while it's happening? No, but I think you're... Yeah, that, that's the weird part. If you hear your chick... Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the weird part. I'm not cool with that. See, I don't, uh, I don't play it out before. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not, I'm not really trying to have someone else touch on my, my woman. Every time I've done a group massage, so not group massage, but like a massage with my chick, like they put you in like beds, like, you know, not right next to each other, but like maybe the next room over. And every time it's like, you know, they give me like the, you know, the chick and they give her like, yeah, sometimes they give her a dude or a chick. But either way, it's like, oh, man, I, I would be OK with getting a hand job, but I would not be OK with like I would like. But if a, if a girl did it, would it change things? Like, let's be honest. Is like it a power thing? To your woman? Yeah. Would it be different for you? Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. Like, if, like if, say, if Tasha got, like, a great massage, and afterwards she's like, holy fuck, that was amazing, I would probably be like, all right, calm down. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I, feel like I, I feel like I would still enjoy, I don't know. And then you leave there, and you don't know them. They don't know you. you have, it's a transaction. It's, I mean... Have you ever, like, hired a streetwalker? 
No. Have you? No, no, I probably never will. But we're probably the only two guys in this trip that haven't done that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. We're accurate. with dudes that have probably bought lots. There was, a, well, there was a hooker here the other night. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm just so. They're not hookers. They're sex workers. Whatever. She was a hooker. Yeah. She wasn't dressed up in like ten inch, you know, pumps, but she she was a um, she was a skinny, good looking, pretty good looking girl. She was all right. Yeah. And I wouldn't pay for it. But she was with like a fat forty five year old dude. She was just like sitting on him in the hot tub, which, mind you, we were in the same hot tub, so that was probably like, I guess that was our first prostitute experience. <laughs> yeah, if she was an escort or whatever, um, yeah, that would be a first for sure. So you, so you and I, we, uh, you and I both lost our virginity at the same age, nineteen. 19. Yeah. Were you ready for it before then, or was your game bad, or was it just like? I actually wanted to wait until marriage, and then I was, like, one day I was like, nope, sex looks awesome, I've jerked off enough, I've seen enough porn, this needs to happen, I'm not waiting, because who knows when the hell marriage is going to happen. So how long did it take from that moment you had that realization to, like, how many, like, months or what? Uh, I can't remember, honestly, probably, like, a couple weeks. I had, like, a buddy of mine, um, his girlfriend's best friend was super into me and I just had them hook it up and so you just you just fi- finally decided fuck it like like are you was it a, a religious reason that you were wanted yeah, to save save yourself as it was uh, yeah actually yeah my uh my family my older brother is like a youth minister and he was always involved with the church and um so that got me into it when I was a kid they get you man they get you and then like cuz I had the same experience where I was probably uh, uh, 17, I, I feel like it was my junior prom, and I was like, oh, like, I want to fuck this girl. Like, I've always wanted to, but I was, I don't know if I ever consider, like, like, really thought, wait till marriage, but it was so far out of the realm of possibility for me. And then from the, from the, from the time which I was like, oh, this, I want to do this, I, my game was so bad for, you know, about a year and a half before it finally, I finally had to have a girl that was like, like into me enough that was kind of like gonna make it happen because my game was so bad. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the way it either, either happens where a, a girl like literally walks you through it, or you somehow like fake it till you make it, and then so so. Did you have any guilt afterwards, or did you just shed that whole idea of waiting? Um, yeah, I did have a little guilt afterwards, um, but it it wasn't about the re- like breaking the seal in terms of religious you know reasonings or whatever it was because i we fucked without a condom and i came up inside there and did not want to have a baby with this chick i love how like i came up inside there (laughs) yeah (laughs) we were talking about this before a couple days ago so you just you just you just give her the old heave-ho yeah the one two literally because it was like two pumps how afraid were you? Because I remember I used condoms for so long and still afraid I was going to knock a chick up. I mean, how? because I was taught that, like, if your dick touches a vagina, you're going to knock her up. Like, that was, like, the extent of my sex ed, which apparently is not completely accurate. <laughs> but, like, how fucking worried were you after that? Like, did you have any time to enjoy it before you're like, oh, shit, I'm a dad now? <laughs> yeah, I had it, well, like, for about five minutes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then... uh she was like, "You came already, didn't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she, was, you did the whole, you did the whole, like, you did the whole finish and keep going thing yeah, yeah, that I you can do when you're 19. Uh, yeah, I didn't want her to think I was like a two pump chump, which I was. 
to a T. And uh, so, yeah, I just kept kept at it for like 20 more minutes, like just pushing my semen further and further up in there. And uh, Does it work like that? <laughs> the more know. you're fucking, you're just fucking it in. I don't know if it works that way. It felt like it did at the time. Well, they're already off swimming. They're, they've already taken off. They're just going for it. But, like, yeah, they're genetically, like, billions of sperm all trying to get this chick pregnant. It's literally the worst-case scenario for, like, a dude to go from virgin. I wonder how many times a guy knocks a girl up on his first time. Because chances are you are going to be a two-pump jump. Just, like, I mean, it's such a stereotype, but it's pretty accurate. What if it's, like, the first time you smoke and, like, most people, the first time they smoke, they don't get high? Or, like, the first time you smoke a cigarette, you get cancer. <laughs> That's exactly... Same odds. Cancer you can get rid of easier. <laughs> Cancer's not as cheap as an abortion. Um, yeah, so so then you do what? You did the uh, the old mor- morning after, hey, let's go to CVS and uh, see if we can kill this thing. Yeah, actually, well, at the time, they didn't sell it at the, like, CVS, so we had to go to Planned Parenthood, and I bought it for her because I felt like this was my fault. What was the cost? It was like 80 bucks. It was your fault. And that is expensive. At Planned Parenthood, $80? Yeah. yeah. For, for one pill, or did you like get was, multiple? Uh, I think it was just like one dose, one dosage. And was she okay? Was she cool at that point which, uh, with like getting, getting it done? She was not happy about it. No, she wasn't like... But she wasn't happy that you came in her, too. She didn't really care about that. She was like, oh, you can wash it out. You know, I'm like, you probably can't, but like... She thought she was going to wash it she out? She she could just like push it on out there. Yeah, I mean, well... As far as I know, after a guy comes in a girl, she can, like, push it out, you know, to an extent on the, in the bath. <laughs> I have and, no idea. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, like gravity, some, some things are coming out, but the whole, the whole um, vehicle of sperm is not coming out. Right. They used to say, like, oh, yeah, if you just uh, do a handstand after you have sex, it, it'll be fine. It's like, no, that's, that's bad info. <laughs> yeah, that's literally putting it in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. But if a girl's got, like, it's crazy because if a girl's at the right place on her cycle and she's really into it, apparently if a girl's really into the sex and, it's, and she has a really good orgasm, it could delay her um, period from coming. So that she can get pregnant. Yeah, like, it's, it's like your body's saying, oh, hold up, hold up, we might have one, we might, <laughs> what? And then, oh, no, 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 never mind. I could be completely wrong with that, but I've been, to- I've been told, ladies, let us know. We're just two guys here that don't know a thing about the vagina. Not one thing. Not one thing. I mean, they're really, it's really a complicated, it's like when you, when you get under the hood of, like, a hybrid car, you're like, I don't know what that thing does. Is that the battery? Is, do we rub this? Do you, where's the w- windshield fluid go? Yeah. I came on the engine. What needs oil? You know, women are just hybrids. That's all they are. I got one more question. This is a, I think this is a good, you're going to like this one. Um, Let's see. You're going to really like this one. It's called, my boyfriend has, okay, here we go. Ready? My boyfriend has a perfect body to me. Perfect legs, abs, face, but his penis is small, which makes him insecure. How can I help him? This is long. Okay, let me read this, right? We're both 17 and I'm in love with this guy, which, which by the way, Right? right, we're just we're we're too cynical adults here, but okay, 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 Juliet here. We're both seventeen, and I'm in love with this guy. He is my perfect guy, really funny, smart, and really hot. But like I said, his penis is on the smaller side. It doesn't really uh, bother me though. I did grow up on porn, so I had been lied to about the size of dongs. But I love him so much. I love his body, including his cock. 
I know it bothers him a lot, though, and that's where the problem lies. I don't get to give him a blowjob because he feels self-conscious. He's never told me this. He doesn't talk about it at all. Like when I offer to put on a condom for him, he says no. It's a shame because his body is so hard and wonderful, and I love to go from neck to bottom just kissing all of it. Whenever I get close to his member, he brings me back up and kisses me. I don't know how big the problem was until I saw a comment he posted on a site about it where he talks about his size and how it makes him feel and how when he showers, he sees everyone else is bigger than him. He doesn't have a micro penis, but I'd guess maybe four and a half inches. What can I do to help him without mentioning it to him directly? Because I feel that would just make him feel worse about his insecurities. I got nothing. She, dude's got a small dick. Yeah. He's, got a, he's 17. 17. I mean, maybe, you know, guys, guys go through puberty in different stages. So. Let's assume it's not getting any bigger. Just, you got to fucking, it's, the chick can't do anything about it. He's got to live with this small dong, as you put it, yeah, long enough. By the way, these fucking people, really, I mean, really dong. You're trying to ask an insightful sexual question. You're no, calling it a dong? She's in love, man. It's a dong. She's, she's in love. I'm in love with the dong. 17-year-old in love with a dong. In love with a dong. I think that's going to be the name of the episode. In love with a dong. Look, uh, you just you can't do anything to fix another person's insecurities. I mean, imagine if you were the one with your insecurities. All he can do is tell you how beautiful you are. All you can do is tell him how much you like him. But, um, you know, if you want to blow the guy, he should let you blow him. I mean, geez, if there's a million guys listening right now saying, uh, hello, I got a four-inch cock, you can blow me, I mean... Come suck this dick, you know? <laughs> come, su- come over to this dong got, right here. I got three, uh, three and a half inches of rock-hard man meat ready to get some action, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not embarrassed about it. There's no embarrassment. Take the man meat, enjoy what you got. Porn's got bigger dicks. I mean, I'm statistically right on the average. Real clean-cut average there. And I appreciate the fact that uh, I'm not any better or worse. I don't want that expectation. You know, some guys, like the black guys, they have to deal with the expectation of having a huge fucking cock. And then if it's anything short of seven and a half, the, the chicks are like, oh, mm, okay. That's it. That's all they got. You're six foot seven. You must have to deal with, do you, do when girls meet you, are they like, oh, what you got going on there still? It's like, do they? <laughs> it's never been an issue. Yeah. So they, uh, <laughs> they grab, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. Yeah, they grab you? They just grab you? They just grab me by the cock. They grab you by the cock? It's like the opposite of Donald Trump. That's like what Hillary Clinton was saying. Grab him by the cock. I think yeah, that's yeah. what her, her, that's her what platform. Cost, cost her the election. Yeah. So just grab him, grab him by the dong. And um, look, I mean, in, in, in this girl's case, there's nothing you can do. I mean, the she guys... Just grab him by the dong and say, I love this dick. I love your dong. Yeah, just All keep on it. flicking it like a light switch until he gets turned on. Is that <laughs> Let's see if we got one more in us here right now. Um, okay, uh, the, the, okay, I'm going to pause real quick and then do one more. Okay, here's a good one. I told my wife today that I was bisexual. Today I told my wife of five years that I'm bisexual and have known this since about the ninth grade. Honestly, I'm glad I did, and she was accepting right away. If you're struggling with this problem too, just go ahead and work up that courage. You will feel way better afterwards. Doesn't this just lead to a lot more questions? Uh, yeah. I don't... Can men be bisexual? I mean, no... <laughs> Yeah, I think they can. I think they can, but, like, if you're in a relationship, what good does it do? And I, I, know, I know, like, being honest and transparent is good, but what good does it do telling you're assuming you're in a monogamous marriage, telling your significant other that you're also into things that she is not? I don't know. It just, you know, probably brings a new level of trust and vulnerability to the relationship. Do they go shopping more now? Like, what do you do? <laughs> 
Um, girlfriend won't let me masturbate with interruption. This sounds like it would be a good thing, but I can assure you it's not. Girl, I don't get it. Girlfriend won't let me masturbate with interruption. I don't understand what he's saying. So I have a much higher libido than my girlfriend. It's not something I generally mind, but it seems like recently she has been getting mad at me for just trying to masturbate. Generally, I'll jerk off in the morning before the shower. This can lead to taking longer showers. She has the habit of always finding some way of jumping in just before I come. And instead of just ignoring me, she always has to make like faces and shit and show her unhappiness. Either this or she'll be outside the shower doing chores when it literally just sounds like a jackhammer. I've brought it up multiple times. She keeps acting like I'm beyond weird just for trying to jerk off and always circles the conversation back to, to that. I ask her if she knows what she's doing, why she's making so much noise only then or if it's just subconscious and then she says that I'm overanalyzing things. I legit just don't know what to do. She has serious sex issues but disregards them. Everything is always dirty or gross or something, but like I said, I'm fine with this as long as I can do me. First of all, uh, horribly written. Second of all, this guy is the ego and self-centeredness you have here. Look, I mean, he makes it, I legit just don't know what to do. She, she has serious sex issues, but disregards them. Everything is always dirty or gross. But like I said, I'm fine with this as long as I can do me. Now, it doesn't sound like you're in a relationship where you can actually talk to each other. But also, girls are weird with masturbating. Have you ever, did, have you ever lived with a girlfriend? No. Have you ever, so you've always had like your own private time where you can just do your own thing yeah my own space i definitely do not masturbate when tosh like she does like it's it's not i'm not saying it's a sneaky thing but it's like that's just shit that like you can't just do it with the girl sometimes like they'll they're interested in watching but sometimes they're not and then they're like what the fuck are you doing and then they feel left out you know what i mean yeah so like this dude's trying to just like jerk it with his chick right right on the other side of the door well, why? I mean, like, I hear what you're saying, but why is she going there if she knows that's happening? Yeah, like he. Well, but he also needs to maybe make sure he's got his own private time to do his own thing. Totally. I don't but know. How look, do you, uh, how does he get his? Like, when does he get his private time? Maybe he needs to set his boundaries a little better. Yeah, it sounds like he's. He sounds like he's only jerk. You see, he jerks off before the shower, but then it sounds like he's in the shower. Yeah. Just if you need a private shower, look. I mean, in my like, I in my relationship, I can't I can't be like Tasha. I'm taking a shower by myself. If she wants to jump in, she's jumping in. You don't tell a chick not to jump in the shower. They love showers. They love jumping in. What you doing there? And you just like gotta like you know cram your fucking boner down and go nothing. I wasn't trying to have one moment to myself. And it's like that's like the I feel like the stereotype with like married men. It's like oh uh, yeah, fucking jerk off in the shower again. It's like yeah, it's not. It's the, the shower's fine, but it's really because it's like. You don't give us a fucking private space. And guys need, like when we talk about the man cave and things like that, guys need like a space to just be. A tree fort, a garage. It's like we don't need, it's not supposed to be some like, you know, like situation room where we're sneaking around doing all this shit. It's just like give us a second to not have to think about anything. Anyway, I hope this was a, this is, um, I can't, I'm very, I'm very self-critical of like, if I'm, if I'm dog shit, like I can't tell if I'm dog shit right now. You know what I mean? I think you're doing great. Like I wanted this my Monday, my Monday morning podcast, my Monday morning episodes to be like motivational. And then I'm here talking about jerking off in the shower. Like I just don't, I don't know what, what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? Mm. What's the, what's the purpose here? 
Yeah, like one second I'm like, yeah, fucking live your dream, do it. And the next thing I'm like, you need a private room so you can jerk off in peace. Like, who's listening to this and going, oh, he's got a good idea. <laughs> like, you know what I would do? Uh, I had a girl that loved to jump in the shower with me. Um, and, uh, you know, jack off. I would jack off in the shower, too. And um, I would just hit her, hit her with my dick, like cock slap her a little bit. That's the thing. You got to cock slap her. Yeah, just cock slap her a little bit. If she jumps into your shower, it's, it's like going in the lion's den. If the lion had a dick flinging around. And, or what you could do is you could uh, put a lot of soap or, like, oils on the, on the floor. So when she jumps in, she slips and breaks her knee. And then she'll be in the hospital for six weeks. And you can jerk off all the time you want. Yeah. There's the motivation for the people right there. I didn't think I could stoop lower to be more of, like, a shit person. And I just did. Um, well, thanks for joining me for answering my sex questions. I feel like I'm going to do another bit. Um, on the van, like I feel like I'm gonna uh, uh, talk to people on the van because we're stuck. We're stuck in a van for eight. It's supposed to be a six-hour ride, but it took us nine hours to get here. I couldn't believe how many dudes peed on different schedules. Like every 45 minutes, we had to pull over for somebody. Okay, everybody, thanks so much for checking out the Sex Actually podcast. This was our Monday motivational episode. Uh, I just gave you a little slice of what it's like talking to the bros. Hope you didn't get too offended. No guys are actually hitting women with their dick. It is hyperbole. Is that hyperbole or just straight up exaggeration? I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, we got another episode from that Wednesday evening. I think 6 p.m. Pacific time is when the episodes come out. If you're not subscribed yet, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen. Um, if you're looking for a fun, amazing podcast app, try Laughable. Um, it's only for iPhones right now, but it is an amazing app. Um, come support us on there. You can subscribe to the podcast or just me both if you guys it'll alert you whenever there's new content that comes up um, if you're listening the old fashioned way just uh, hit the subscribe button on your podcast app do your boy a solid and if you like you can share it with your friends we appreciate that so much if you have any questions or comments you want to leave uh, just write into sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Instagram sexactuallypod thanks again so much guys for uh, being a fun part of this community and um, again there are strangers out there who have listened if you've listened to at least 12 episodes of this podcast and haven't written in I want you to write in tell me where you live what you do tell me your uh, dating history where you are currently um, tell me a little bit about yourself I love hearing from you guys and I love it when someone writes in and goes oh dude I uh, um, I, I don't normally write and share it with strangers but I thought I would tell you dude do it I'm telling you about masturbating in the shower the least you can do is write back and let me know about your life anyway you guys have a fantastic one you guys are the best see you next time we're like sweet right